Yeah, man, I'm 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 feeling real good today, man. It's you know, first of all, you know, it's it's Valentine's Day. So those people out there in the world who have somebody in their life that they, that that excuse me, that they can truly, truly, truly uh enjoy Valentine's Day. Well, congratulations to you. You know what I'm saying? If you are just, you know, haven't found somebody you can do that with, focus on loving yourself. Build yourself up. This is not a motivational podcast. This is a sports podcast, but it is Valentine's Day. We like to say happy Valentine's Day to all the people around the world. Now, there's a reason I just said that, because this show won't be filled with love. It won't be filled with a lot of joys and and, 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 and good times. You want to know why? Because our NBA correspondent is back. He is in the building serving two purposes today. He is here, of course, to talk to the National Basketball Association. He is here filling in. For your man's black. Black is getting ready to welcome in a new beautiful baby boy as we speak. So shout out to Black. Shout out to his family. And uh, you know, congratulations to you, my boy. Congratulations. But I'm gonna let this man introduce himself. Y'all haven't heard him in a while. So uh what's up, my man? <laughs> what's going on, man? It's your boy smooth. I'm I'm good, bro. I'm Back for another another episode. You feel mm-hmm. me? Feels good to be back in the house, man. Good, good, good. Everything been good. I've been good, man. I've been. I mean, I've been living life, man. Absolutely. Twenty twenty one. It's it's all about peace and blessings, my yes, boy. Yes, sir. You feel me? Yeah, it won't be for this episode, but I feel Dang. where you mind. I feel mm. for you where you mind that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, let's go ahead and get into the show. Um, we're not really gonna waste no time, man. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode one hundred and two. One hundred and two of the sports desk. Got your man's one more time, Deja L. Hicks Jr. One of your favorite sportsologists, like I said before, I am joined by my mans, my guy, our NBA correspondent, my boy Smooth. We're going to talk a lot of NBA, a lot, a lot of NBA. And I'm going to close the show and give my uh, give a take on the MMA world and the UFC. I have some thoughts about Kamar Usman, who defended uh, the welterweight championship last night. I'm just going to have a little conversation with my MMA fans out there. And then we're going to get out of here, man. So it's not going to be a traditional sports show. Uh, we are going to do a start bench cut because I want to know what's smooth at on uh, on these three individuals. And then, like I said, we're just going to jump right into the show. Uh, so you know, let's go ahead and get going. But before we get started, I think I might. I think I should play the intro. I think I should just get that out of the way because I'm not going to have time to play it. And I love this joint so much. Last week, y'all heard at the beginning of last week the Hulk Hogan uh, soundbite when he got screwed over. Uh, and lost the world championship to Andre the Giant when the referee got paid off to beat him. So I'm just going to play that one more time, man, and we're going to get started. In uh, somewhat of a chaotic state here, Hulk Hogan, I'm sure there's going to be a thorough investigation by the World Wrestling Federation into what happened here tonight, and I know you could not be any more disappointed. How much money did they spend on the plastic surgery, man? I had all bases covered. I had the Hulkamaniacs watching DiBiase. I had Virgil in his place. Never in my life. Wildest dreams, me, Gene. Would I think that I would get ripped off by a penny pension two-timing referee? How much money on the plastic surgery? How much money did he spend to pay the referee off when I turned around, me, Gene? They were identical. Identical. the shoulder. The referee is paid off, brother. Look at the $100 bill falling out of his pocket. I know you're disappointed. Hulk Hogan, Vince McMahon, Jesse Ventura. His very first move as the executive 
was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. That's the greatest. He lied. You trash. You're not hooping. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. I got some questions for my man. I, I really do. But before we get into that, I just want to take a quick second, man, and uh, acknowledge the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, and their celebration of their championship. Them, of course, last week winning the Super Bowl. And I don't know about y'all, but I had a really good time watching them celebrate and watching one man celebrate in particular. Now, listen, if you didn't get a kick out of Tom Brady stumbling off tequila, Getting off that boat, not knowing his whereabouts, and having to be held up by one of his teammates or security or somebody like that. If you didn't get a good laugh out of that, but man, you need to go check yourself. I mean, that was good television. That was good content. We've never seen Brady like that. He's always buttoned up, Patriot way. You know, we're going to do it again, you know, put the work in and try to do it again next year. Man, this man threw the Lombardi trophy from boat to boat. You have to enjoy that. I really enjoyed it, man. So the pictures, the videos, y'all know Gronk about that life. So when the chains got taken off of Gronk from New England, he got that at Tampa. Y'all knew he was finna be wild. He was wild already. So I just want to salute the Bucks. Tom Brady letting his hair down. Excuse me, Thomas Patrick Edward Brady Jr. That's what we refer to him on this show. We don't call him Tom. We call him Thomas. So uh, we just want to show that love to the Bucks and uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are celebrating their championship with the uh, boat parade. Did you get a chance to see that? I watched it, man. It was it was cute. It was, it was it, cute. It, it, it was cute, but like you said, it's, it was good to see Tom like that, man. You never seen him like that in New England, just really, really enjoying the moment. Yeah, man. So yeah. It, it was a fun thing to see. It was dope. It was dope. All right, let's get into it, man. We enough with the pleasantries. Mm. We six <clears> minutes <throat> in, and we finna get down to it. Now, I've been wanting to ask Smooth this question in person. <clears throat> I've been wanting to ask him this to his face. I've purposely, purposely have not discussed this with him. Now, you know, week in and week out here at the Sports Station, your favorite sportsologists get ramrodded for being LeBron James supporters. We call, we're called LeBron lovers. Uh, uh, we riding on them. We, we, we just don't. I mean, just disgusting claims about me and black when it comes to LeBron James. The leader of that group is one, the only Tyrone Koppel, our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr. And if you listen out there, say you should be ashamed of yourself for putting that stuff out there in the world. But I have a legitimate question I want to ask you, Smooth. Now, LeBron James has been into the NBA. This is 18th season, three franchises. Everywhere he's been, he's won. He's been all-star level, uh, all-NBA level for 18 full years. I mean, pretty remarkable, wouldn't you say? Very remarkable. Okay, cool. So I just want to backtrack a little bit to a certain player, a certain individual. I think you might know exactly who I'm talking about. And I just want to ask a question, bro. This ain't about who the best. This ain't about career versus career. I want to ask you. How come Michael Jordan's wizard years are never in? Hold on, let me get it off because I see what you're ready to do. How come Michael Jordan's wizard years, which I know were Michael Jordan's 15th and 16th season in the NBA, two years for the Washington Wizards. He took one, what, two years off, one year off, excuse me. He came back to the Wizards like he was in his... Uh, early 36 year or something like that when he came back to the Wizards and they didn't sniff the playoffs. They weren't even close to getting to uh, the number eight seed and we just wash our hands 
that, oh, it was just for fun. Mike was just out there, you know, getting a sweat and, and just playing for the love of the game. So, Smooth, I want to ask you, when we talk about the totality of Michael Jordan's career, why do we never talk about those two years when he was with the Washington Wizards? That is a great, great, great question, Dedrick. And, and my response will be because nobody cared. Everybody knew that that last Bulls run was the last Bulls run. Had they decided to do it one more time, we would have saw that same Michael Jordan again that next year with the Bulls. But once it was broken up, the man retired for, what, two, three years, went to buy the team, own the team, and then came back just to play. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we watched the last dance. This man would smoke a cigar and drink a whole liter of Hennessy on the way to the game mm-hmm. and still go out and drop 50. Mm-hmm. We saw it. So for him to do that and then not not play for two years mm-hmm. and then try to come back and do it, we knew that that one would be the same Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron James has been able to do that. And I lo- again, I love LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I love him, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a basher. Couple, I love you like a brother, man. But you got to get that hit up off you, boy. You got <laughs> it. Ain't, it ain't healthy for you, dog. Um <laughs> But LeBron is a physical specimen that we've never seen. We've never seen anybody uh, play at this level for this long okay. um, like a LeBron James. Okay. Michael Jordan wasn't, wasn't about that life. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I think everybody knew Jordan came back in those last whatever year that was when he played for the Wizards mm-hmm. just to do it just to, because he got bored. He got bored. I'm just okay. being honest with you, bro. Okay, okay. So from 2001 to 2003 is when Michael Jordan played for the Washington Wizards. So when we talk about the GOAT conversation, we talk the greatest of all time. Isn't it supposed to be a totality, the whole body of work? Isn't it supposed to be that? So you're basically telling me when we talk about these conversations with Michael Jordan, we should purposely leave out the Washington Wizards years, correct? That's what you're saying. I didn't say leave it out. You can you can include it. But okay. again, we're talking two years of a, what, 15-year career? Yes. Okay, so the other 13 years, uh-huh. he won championships championships six times of those 13 years correct mm. yeah okay so that's 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 really what we're looking at that's to be, to be honest mm-hmm. when you talk about nobody nobody talks about Shaq in Cleveland nobody talks about Shaq in Boston nobody talks about Shaq in wherever Phoenix we talk about Shaq in the Magic and we talk about Shaq with the Lakers you know why because he was dominant from that stretch of time same thing with Michael Jordan nobody talk about uh, 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 Patrick Ewan mm. when he played with the with, with the Raptors or Hakeem Olajuwon with the Sonics or whatever mm. it was mm. we don't talk about that because we know that was they were on the back end of their careers mm. we'll talk about them in their prime how they dominated the league so when we talk about greatest of all time mm. we're talking about that that stretch that run that Michael Jordan had his career that's what it was those 13 years if you want to count them count them if you want to crown them then crown them you know what i'm saying but we, we talking about those 13 prime years though. Uh-huh. that's that's really what it is okay uh, you know it, it's absolutely ridiculous the stance that you and most people have when it comes down to uh certain parts of certain superstars careers that are um not considered when we're talking about a prestigious title as the greatest of all time if we're talking about you know, just some guys who had some played some basketball and just had a career. Sure, I would be with you on that. Nobody cares what Sean Kemp did after he left the Supersonics. Sean Kemp ain't discussed in no way, shape, or form. No disrespect, no way, shape, or form as the greatest. Nothing. No one ever really talks about a higher player. His teammate Gary Payton. Gary Payton considered one of the greatest defensive guards ever. Maybe, maybe the greatest defensive point guard of all time. Maybe defensive. Defensive guard of all time. 
But nobody talks about Gary Payton's years after he uh, left the Miami. They don't even talk about his Lakers year when he was there. No one, because no, you know what? Nobody really cares. When we're talking LeBron, Ramo James, and Michael Jeffrey Jordan, everything has to be taken into an effect, in my opinion. So when LeBron James finally sits down, theoretically, LeBron James could win one more championship. Let's say he gets a fifth ring this season. To me, does LeBron have to win anymore? No, he don't. He don't have to win anymore. In my opinion, it will be good for him when you look at the overall resume. When we're talking greatest basketball player, we all know where I stand. And that's not this conversation. The conversation is, when we talk totality, when we talk the careers of Michael Jordan and LeBron James, we can't talk about LeBron's full 20 years when he retires after year 20 or 21, and then we can only take the first 13 years of Michael Jordan. We can't do that. We can't do that. It has to line up. First game that they played, last game that they played, And now let's have a conversation because if we do that, this is the only thing I'll give Michael Jordan. He had the greatest run of any professional athlete winning championships. The greatest run of any professional athlete winning championships. That's it. That's it. Because if Mike didn't have any rings and he was just super athletic and he was able to do the dunk contest and do all these things that he did. I mean, yeah, great. But I wouldn't qualify him to be in the GOAT. But due to the fact he had that run of winning six titles in what, what was it, eight, nine, eight, eight or nine years, six championships in eight or nine years? Okay, great. Fantastic. Well, Michael Jordan played 16 seasons. What about the other 10 years? We must talk about it. And I'm calling you on the carpet because the last time I saw you and we had these conversations, you refused to acknowledge that. And I wanted to know why. And quite frankly, I'm disappointed in your answer, sir. <laughs> I'm disappointed in your answer. How 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 so? May I may I ask? Because you see here, you told me we shouldn't care. You told me nobody really no, cares. I, I didn't say we shouldn't care. I said nobody cares. This not just me. Any other analysts out there? They're gonna say we all know that wasn't the same Michael Jordan that went in that from the Bulls era that played yeah. for the Wizards. Everybody yeah. knows that. So at, yeah. at that point, we just watching it because it's Michael Jordan. The mm-hmm. name, but but the game ain't the same, bro. You know that, I know that. Mm-hmm. But if 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 that make you sleep better at night, that that to have those final two years with the Wizards, my boy, peace and blessings. <laughs> you know you feel me. <laughs> I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know, and I've been burning and burning to ask you this, man. And I said I wasn't gonna even come at him until I got him back here in the studio, mm-hmm. so we could get it on tape, get it on wax. Mm-hmm. So you took the bait, and I appreciate that because we're gonna have another goat conversation. I will not participate, as I have said on multiple occasions. Why is that? I'm not going to go against the strict orders of my primary physician, dog. I'm not going to do it. I got a wife. I got kids. And I don't need y'all getting my blood pressure to a certain level, my boy. I'm just not going to do it. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Well, we'll get you to call in or something like that because we're going to need your presence on this show, man. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. All right, man. We're going to get into our top five. And this top five is really... Based around smooth, man. I want to get his thoughts, man, on, on on it's not this top, excuse me, star bench or cut. Star bench or cut. I really want to get his thoughts, man, um, on these three individuals. So let's go ahead and get into it. You're listening to the sports show. <laughs> Los Angeles! 
it's time once again. It's ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. All right, all right. Let's go ahead and get into it, man. So smooth, man. I thought I thought this was a pretty good one. I stole this one from Hoop Central on the internet. Hoop Central is a is a really dope uh, basketball uh, website. They're on Twitter, Instagram, and all that. But they really break down the game in a in a way that the average fan can understand the game. Now, this is run by former NBA players and college coaches and just a, a group of people who are presenting basketball in a in a more understandable way for folks like myself. Because, of course, I'm not in the locker room. I have never played professional basketball. So they were having a conversation about these three gentlemen the other day. And I find it quite interesting, just some of the things that they were naming. But I'll get into what they were saying after I asked Smooth, you know, who he riding with. So, hey... Smooth man, you got these three guys, and they come into the park, man. You need uh two more spots, but you got three guys to choose from. I don't know who you start, who you benching, you know, you cutting. First off, we're gonna start off with Joel Embiid, big man from the Philadelphia 76ers, who's having an incredible season right now. Next up, Jokic, the Joker from the Denver Nuggets, who's also having an incredible season, uh, big man right now. And the last but not least, we got Anthony Davis, man. Anthony Marshawn Davis Jr. Uh Reigning defending champion right now for the Los Angeles Lakers. Multi-talented big man. I got to know right now, Smooth. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you got two spots. You got three players. Who you starting? Who you bench? Who you cutting, man? I'm starting Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to bench the Joker. And I'm going to tell Embiid, I'm going to holler at you, bro. Yo. Okay, okay. Um, for me, I'm also going to start Anthony Marshawn Davis Jr. I'm going to bench Joel Embiid, and I'm going to tell Jokic, hey, bro, don't go too far because we might need you. <laughs> but uh, you got to sit this one out. So let's get into these big men. And please, our listeners out there, Twitter, Instagram, y'all, Facebook, whatever, y'all hit us up, Reduce Lunch, Deja Hicks Jr., Ernest Lockwood, a.k.a. Black. Y'all hit us up, talk to us, and let us know who you start, who you bench, who you couldn't. MB, Joker, Davis. Why, Smooth? Why um, are you letting MB walk? Let's start there. Because, one, his 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 injury history. I don't know if he's going to be ready or not to play that game. Okay, okay, let's do this. Okay. Let, let, let's, let's take the fact that he could get hurt out. Okay, let's just talk okay. About, let's just talk about what these three guys do on the basketball floor when they're healthy. Okay, if that's the case, then... The Joker can do everything that Embiid can do, but he can pass better. He can he can make everybody around him better. That's why I would take him um, over Joel Embiid. Okay, I, I, I hear you on that. I, and I have no rebuttal on anything that you have when it concerns these three players. But for me, you can't teach toughness. You can't touch grit. You can't teach grind smoother to you. I done had him in the box in the paint several times. I just gave him the business. And his heart might not have been in it that day. He mm-hmm. he, he couldn't shake me off the block. Mm-hmm. I don't see the Joker presenting any issues for anybody on the defensive end. Now, he has a big body. He has a big body, but footwork-wise, intimidation-wise, like he, he, he ain't built like that when it comes like Joel Embiid. Now, Anthony Davis is the most skilled out of all three of them. But... And B got some dog in him. And I appreciate the dog. I appreciate somebody who can get out there and make it nasty, get the waters choppy out there, and make it extremely hard for you, not only physically, but mentally out there on the floor. Because we know basketball is a mental game as well when you're out there. So that's the reason I'm going with MB. Like offensively, can Joker do some things better than MB? Yeah. 
That passing out the post is critical because you find in shooters, guys cutting to the cup, coming through the lane, you getting them boys the ball on the bounce pass, and they getting easy points. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. But are you taking into consideration? Because, Smooth, you got dog in you. You got that grit in you. Is that something that you want your guys to have on the floor? To a certain degree, yes. But at the uh, same time, like I said, if you... I just like the Joker's game, dog. Like I, I said, for a center to be... I don't even know where he at this year, but... Uh, just the numbers that he's been putting up, the triple doubles. The man probably at, probably averaging seven, eight assists for your center, dog. Yeah, he averages you know uh, what I'm six that's, assists. That's, that's unheard of. I like that in beads. They showed his numbers the other day. Um, he averaged like three assists a game. Astronomical. And if you, with the amount of double teams that he gets, that number should be somewhere around that five-ish range. You feel me? So yeah. just, like I said, that, that, that helps out a team. I, I, I can't even put it into words, you know, how much that helps out a team, having your center being able to make those passes. You know what I'm saying? Those hockey passes. You know, yeah. he might not get the, get the uh, what's the word? Uh, oh, Lord. The assist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he might not get the assist, but that the offense will flow better when your center can pass, bro. I understand that. I, 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 and I get that. But I think if we get down to a close game, I think if we get down to something where it's really real in there, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I just got to think MB to have the advantage in that area. But I could be wrong. But I don't think you can go either go wrong with either one of these guys. Mm. If you got an MB and you got a Joker, your team is in prime position to do some great things out there on the basketball floor. But I thought it was pretty inter- interesting to see those three guys lined up against each other cuz they're the three best bigs in basketball right now. Mm. I mean, I don't really no think doubt. No doubt. I don't really think nobody else is in the conversation. Nurkic is like he can do something from Portland, but he can't mm. Well, like you say, he can't say Mm-mm. other. We don't never see him. Mm-mm. But offensively, I don't think he's as skilled Mm-mm. as none of these guys. I don't think it's a comparison. I think he got some things intangible wise that he does well. But you're right. You know, he's not in the conversation. Oh, what's the boy from uh, Orlando? Yurkic. Oh, Yurkic. Yeah, he, he, nice. he nice. He nice. He nice too. He nice. We just, we just don't see. We him. don't. We don't see him or hear about him because he played for the Magic. But yeah, we nice. don't know. <laughs> but we we I look down at that tick on ESPN sometimes. Like, well, another forty, another forty. Yeah. So he doing his thing out there. All right, man, let's get in. Let's go ahead and transition out of our start bench. Like I said, all listeners out there, if y'all got any input on that, y'all let us know. Highlight us, man. So we're going to get into our sound of the week, man. And uh, this one right here is great, man. This is one of the greatest sounds of the weeks in uh, reduced lunch sports history. Now, of course, the Tampa Bay Bucks won the championship. But Tom Brady has been giving, showing love and retweeting and posting to his Instagram story. Just some dope stuff. So, you know, him and Antonio Brown are just great friends, seem like. Him and Antonio Brown got a great camaraderie. You know, Antonio Brown could have went to the Seattle Seahawks and got a little bit more money, but he wanted to come down here and play with Tom. They got a rapport. And a lot of y'all might not know that Antonio Brown has a budding music career. Uh, he has an album that he dropped. Uh, he got some stuff out there that you can find on YouTube where Antonio Brown was, you know, making the best out of his time when he was kicked out of football. But I want to play a little bit of this one song, man, from Antonio Brown. And Tom Brady said that this will be his um, celebration music throughout the entire offseason until he gets back to work. And when I tell you tears came down my eyes from the laughter at the musical production that Antonio Brown put together, this is something for the all-time greats to take and, 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 and cherish. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to like to present to you Antonio Brown. Uh, this song is called... A whole lot of money. Let me put a little 
Official celebration music for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl. When I heard this song, I had an energy in me come alive that I didn't know was possible. Antonio Brown was somewhere out here while suspended from the National Football League in Rick Ross's studio creating this kind of magic. Maybe he shouldn't have came back to football. Maybe Antonio Brown should have just gave it a real go with this rap stuff, man. So I just want to shout out AB, man, for using his time wisely. And getting into the game, so to speak, and making a hit record a whole lot of money. You can get that everywhere that they got music, man. So, shout out to uh, Antonio Brown. All right, man. So, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling good, Feeling good? Feeling feeling great? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know your boy Carpal, right? I've heard of him. You heard of him? Yeah, man. So, we're going to get into our tweet of the week, man. And Carpal did raise an interesting question out there. And when I saw it, I was like, look at Carpal, man. Look at Copper doing this thing. I'm proud of him. My college football correspondent, Tyrone Copper, a.k.a. Cedric Farr. So we're going to go ahead and get into our um, tweet of the week. Let me put it up here from Cedric Farr. Here we go. Cedric Farr asked this early in the week, and I thought it was a very good question. He said, would Michael Jordan be revered like he is today had he joined Barkley and Olajuwon, who was in the same draft, on the team after he couldn't beat the Pistons. Now, don't get excited, folks, because I know what he's doing here. I'm a very, very smart man, and this is a reverse question for what LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade did when they joined the Miami Heat Cop. You think you slick, don't you? I'm on you, man. We're not having it here at the sports desk. We're not having it. But we're going to answer your question, man. Shout out Tyrone Copper for providing the tweet of the week. So let's go ahead and get it to it, man. Smooth. Yo. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Michael Jordan. If he teamed up with Barkley, if he teamed up with Elijah Wan, they was in the same draft to get together just to knock, after he couldn't beat the Pistons, would Michael Jordan be as revered as he is today? I don't think he would. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's that's part of his legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we saw him fail for the first seven eight years, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he waited until he finally got some you know some some players to kind of play with him, mm-hmm. and then he won and he won you know six out of eight the two that he didn't win he didn't play mm-hmm. so pretty much when he played he won you know mm-hmm. um, and he didn't have to uh, I'm I'm not gonna say he didn't have to but he didn't team up with a Charles Barkley, uh Kim Olajuwon, a mm-hmm. John Stockton, one of the greatest point guards of all time. I had to throw that in there. Um he he didn't do that. So, you know, I can see what what Koppel is, you know, what he's saying. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um I don't I wouldn't <sighs> mm. I'm not going to say that LeBron is any less because that's what he did. Mm-hmm. Um he did it. He got his rings. Mm-hmm. Would I like to see a LeBron maybe maybe not even stay in Cleveland, but go somewhere else with some, you know, with somebody else, maybe not a Bosch way? Sure. 
Um, but I'm not gonna, you know, down talk his two rings that he got in Miami just because he teamed up with them. Mm. But I can see, I guess that is a valid question asked by the one and only Tyrone Copper. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say yes, my Drone will still be as revered uh, as he is today. Why? Because we had never seen anybody at that time like Michael Jordan. Charles Barkley and Akeem Olajuwon would have been Bill Winnington and Scottie Pippen. Oh, my God. With Jordan on the team. because No, I'm just saying. like That's how they would have been looked at. Not what they would have been doing on the court. So, let me clear that up. I ain't going to diss Olajuwon. He's, to me, next to if Shaq won that's diamond in L.A., Olajuwon would be the greatest big man ever. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for Shaq's dominance in Los Angeles. That's just my opinion. But back to the question that Koppel tried to deceive uh, the listeners with and the supporters of the sports desk with. Michael's ability and his athleticism and his grace when he played and his style and his aura made Michael Jordan who he is. I think that being a winner is a plus. We ain't never seen a figure like Michael Jordan. You go back and look at the last dance, how they revered him with the Olympics. Look at the talent that was on that team. Magic, Larry, uh, Patrick Ewing, Clyde. I mean, you had great basketball players on that team. But the aura, the loud aura of Michael Jordan, not only was he a great basketball player, but look at him. He got the perfect walk. His jersey fit perfect. The gold chains, the Jordans, like, he had charisma and charm that elevated basketball. The NBA was on tape delay until Michael Jordan got there because his real-time athleticism needed to be seen. And David Stern said, yes, we need to get off tape delay and let people watch live games so they can see this. And that's what that's all about. So, revered. And 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 look that like it. Yes, See, I think it will be no brainer. I don't care who he played with. He was going to have that title because what he brought to the game and how he raised the game of basketball. But to kind of coincide that what LeBron James did, it's two different scenarios. The, the league was different. The game was different when LeBron did what he did when he left Cleveland. Back then, those players didn't even feel like they had any type of say. So look how Michael Jordan talked about Jerry Krause. Like Jordan was an employee and Krause treated him like that. LeBron James is the franchise, and he's treated as such. Even when he came from Cleveland and went to Miami, even the great Pat Riley, like, bro, like, this all you. Dwayne Wade, a champion before LeBron got there, bro, this is your team. Like, he was given the franchise. I'm not saying Michael wouldn't have been given the franchise in the way he went, but Michael wasn't treated as such. He was just celebrated by the media. When we talked to his bosses, they was like, man, you will you get down there and play. That's how they treated Mike. But they didn't treat LeBron like that. And he's, this is a player's league now. Back then, I'm wanting a player's league. So we're dealing with two different eras here in the 80s and in the 2000s with LeBron, in the 2010s or whatever with LeBron James. It's just two different errors. But my opinion, if Michael hooked up with Olajuwon and if he hooked up with uh, Barkley, yes, he still will be revered as a Michael Jordan as we know him as today. Well, well let me ask you this because I think this this where this where um, Coppa was going. From a championship perspective, you went into off the court and everything else. I'm talking about on the court, him winning six rings. Had he won those six with Barkley and Olajuwon, and not even those six, had he won two or three with them, do you think he would still be revered as yes. he is today? Yes, because he'd be the best player. He'd still be the best player. He would have been the finals MVP. He would have been the reason why. When you turn on SportsCenter and if Chuck, Jordan, and Olajuwon won a the championship, they starting off with Michael. They start off with Michael. And then they're going to let you know what Barkley and Lodge one did later. They're going to let you know. They're going to let you know. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. I don't think it's, I think it's no difference. And it's people like Cedric Farr who get out here and tank the name of LeBron James and his moves. I've never seen 
an athlete more uh, broke down. I ain't talking about Seb. I'm just saying overall, the critical breakdown of LeBron James is just disgusting. It turns my stomach. It turns my stomach. These players have the right to do what they want to do with their careers. And just because society has put these ideas in our head, got to get it from the mud. Got to get it. You can't take control in your own career. You can't have control. In, why not? Why, why you can't do that? And I dare somebody to tell me that LeBron James is not as revered or acknowledged or whatever just because he played with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. I dare you to say that. I dare you to say that. Because I got something for you. Just so you know about it. So, (laughs) shout out to Cedric Farr (laughs) for shooting the deceiving question that he didn't think I was going to look through. And I voted on your little poll on there. You know what I'm saying? When you said and I, I answered yes. So I hope you saw my name on your little thing when you put it out there. Shout out, Koppel, man. Uh, anything uh, else on that smooth? <laughs> on your good friend being deceitful? <laughs> I'll call you later, bro. We can talk about D later, my boy. <laughs> you know he gonna hit you. <laughs> All right, man. So we basketball heavy. We are basketball heavy. So let's go ahead and get into the National Basketball Association. Hey, this is the Deuce Lunch Sports, man. Come on, man. You're listening to the Sports Show. You trash! You're not hooping! It's ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on now. All right, all right. Let's get into the National Basketball Association. Of course, one more time, we're joined by our NBA correspondent, Smooth, back in the building, man. We haven't been able to talk to Smooth, man. We got to catch up with him, get his thoughts on on a lot of things, man. A lot of things. The NBA season is still young. Um, We're about 25, 26 games in, uh, almost to the halfway point. Uh, But it's a lot to talk about here, man. So, of course, before we get started, uh, no one will come before the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, we will talk about the Lakers to jump off the shoot, and of course, we're going to pay the ultimate respect to Los Angeles Lakers. Los Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports, the LA Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. Let's get into it, baby. The Los Angeles Lakers. Like I said, smooth. It's been a while, man. So let's go ahead and jump into it. The Lakers, my man, currently sitting right now with the third best record in the NBA. One game back of the red hot Utah Jazz right now. But the Lakers are 21 and 6 on a seven-game winning streak. Um, like I said, we are 27 games in. So how you feeling? How the Lakers look? What are your concerns and what are you optimistic about with the Lakers this season? Um, they look good, man. The defense looks looks great. I, um, mm. I, I'm pretty sure they're in like top three. Um, number two, number two. Okay, mm-hmm. defensive wise, um, so no concerns there. LeBron is playing at a at a at a remarkable level in his 18th season, um, on pace to win his fifth MVP of his career, which is which is just phenomenal for somebody to do at age 30. 36? 36. 36. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but my concerns, I have I have three of them, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, one um, is Marcus Gasol, okay? I get it. He's a 
he's a skilled big man. You know, like I talked about earlier, he can pass out the post. He can he can shoot the three ball, um, but he can't guard a parked car. Okay, <laughs> um, he see he stays in foul trouble. He's always crying to the referees. Mm. Um, so I think that's something that we're gonna have to address moving forward um, as we enter. You know, um, the second half of the season and the playoffs. Um, and Dennis Schroeder, I think he. He played well the first start the at the start of the season, but I think you know over the last maybe 10, 15 games he's he's kind of dropped off a bit. Mm. Um, I think for the Lakers to get to where they want to go, you know, to where they should be, we got to get that shooter that played last year for OKC. Mm. Was it OKC? Yeah, yeah, OKC, yeah. OKC, mm-hmm. where he averaged. We don't maybe not the nineteen or twenty a game, but we need him to be more assertive, more mm-hmm. aggressive. Um, I think that's kind of just slacked off um, over the last couple of games. Mm. Um, and then last but not least, man, um, Anthony Davis, dog. After after playing so well in the bubble, after, you know, hitting that big game-winning shot against Denver and, you know, into the finals, and he just played phenomenal, I thought he was going to come back and just dominate the league. Yeah. And that's not what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, and it, it'll just be – so much easier for LeBron, man. Like he's he's playing forty something minutes. Yes, you know bro. he he he's still doing LeBron James things. But if Anthony Davis was playing to his potential to his level, we would need that from LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, I I don't know what it is with him. Um, but if he can get to that, if he could just turn that switch, like you six eleven, have a tall years. Yeah, skill can dribble, can shoot free throws, can shoot the three, can Everything. play with your back to the basket. Unstoppable force. Everything we need that each and every night, man. You, there's no way you should. It was a game, I think, last week, bro. He had like three rebounds. Yeah. There's no way you should have under nine. I'm gonna say nine. I agree. Nine rebounds each and every game. That's how dominant you should be. Mm-hmm. And of course, you should be averaging 28 to 32 a game, easy. I That's agree. how skilled you are. Um. So I think if once he gets to that place, hopefully he does soon. Um. We should be pretty good, man. The rest of the season. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, especially the Marcus Soul thing. I think Schroeder is 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 in a new situation and still trying to find himself. I think LeBron and Frankie V and Anthony Davis they they wanted the new guys to get adjusted and give them a little confidence to start the season. Um, but you know that only lasts so long. You know your your, your top guys are going up like, look, bro. You know what I'm saying? You should be good in in this system by now. But it's time for us to get busy. But I do agree with you. Uh, moving forward, especially in the playoffs in the later rounds, Schroeder is going to be super important. It's like Rondo was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Anthony Davis, something on, something going on, bro. Something going on. I don't know what it is. The Lakers are being super quiet about it. Um, I I, I just don't see a force. With Anthony Davis right now, and I don't know why. And I'm with you. You win a title, you're at the top of the world. You want, you say you want more. You're hungry, and that's the switch that turns Shaq loose. When Shaq got that first taste of winning the title, now he was already dominant during the season, like Anthony Davis was last year. But when Shaq them came back for that second, I think he won the MVP that second title. Hmm. He was yeah. out of control. You could literally do nothing with him. He, the only person who could stop Shaq was Shaq. That was it. So, Anthony Davis, something is up. I don't know if it's injuries. I don't know if, if he got a little I don't, a mental thing going on. I don't know if it's personal issues. But LeBron James shouldn't be playing 43 to 46 minutes, man. <laughs> In the first half of this NBA season, LeBron started the season was playing 35 minutes. It was beautiful to watch. 
Bron come in, get 25, 8, and 8 on the bench in the fourth quarter. Damage done. Anthony Davis was getting 30, 35. They was rocking. And then something happened. Something happened. Now, am I going to trip about it right now? No. We're young in the season. But I am concerned about a 36-year-old LeBron James. I know LeBron is in peak shape. He's playing well. Maybe the front runner for the MVP. But we don't need LeBron be doing this right now. We need LeBron doing this when we get to the playoffs where we got to run up against the Clippers and look like the Utah Jazz going to be a problem. <laughs> like, we need him for that because we seen what LeBron had to do to get the heat out of here. When it looked like the heat was making a run, the final LeBron was like, all right, let's get him out. You seen what the, what the deal was with the Nuggets? Like, the, the Nuggets weren't playing. If you go back and look at that Western Conference Finals, them games was three to five point wins for the Lakers. That was it. There weren't no blowout games in that. So, you're right. Anthony Davis, let's get it together. Let's get it together, sir. So, I'm with you 100% on that. Great takes. Great takes on that. Uh, takes on that smooth. All right. I, I, I kind of figured the Lakers conversation would go like that. But I really want to get you, get you going on this next conversation, man. The Brooklyn Nets. Hmm. Now, the last time I saw you, the Brooklyn Nets, they just had Kevin Durant. And they had Kyrie Irving. And things were getting started. We was excited to see Kevin Durant back in the NBA, of course. If you're a basketball fan, you want to see Kevin Durant. But now they have James Harden. They've been together for about a good month now. They've played about 11 games or 12 games. And two questions for you, Smooth. Question number one. Legitimately, realistically, where do you see the Brooklyn Nets ending their season this year? How far do they go? What? Realistically, do you see them doing? Realistically, yes, I can see them getting to the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Just ba- just by default, if if that makes sense. Sure, they all they probably got three of the top five one on one you know offensive players in the game right now. So the history of the they're game. going to score. Um, mm-hmm. The only tweak I think Steve Nash maybe need to look at is. Um, the amount of shots that Kyrie shoots per game. Because the other night, he shot like 28 times. And I get it. Like, if he was on fire, cool, but he wasn't on. So um, I think maybe they need to try to, you know, uh, switch that up just just a little bit. But offensively, great. Defensively, it's going to be a, a, a tall task the rest of the season. They don't have a lot of great wing defenders. Um, DeAndre Jordan, it, this ain't Lob City no more, bro. <laughs> so, you know, he he's not going to be that effective as he once was. Right. Um, so that's going to be their struggle. But I say by default because when you look at the East, who, is, who, who can you sit up here and, and say right now is going to beat them? In the East? In the East. When you, when you go down the list, you go, you go to Boston. You got Tatum. You got Brown. What is Kimba going to be? They've, it's been proven that they got to have that third score. They have to. Kimba ain't been the same Kimba from Charlotte. He haven't. He, he hasn't. He haven't. The Nets going to score. Relentlessly. Relentlessly. So you got <laughs> you, you got to be able to match that. Um, You go to um, Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia. Embiid has been a monster this year. Probably, yes. He's probably second in second with the MVP yes. voting. Yes. Um, But I just look at Ben Simmons, dog. He averaging like 13 a game, bro. There's no way... Um, somebody six eleven, seven, whatever, seven five wingspan can do what he can do. Shouldn't be giving me twenty a game. You gonna need that if you talking about be if you talk about beating the Nets, beating the Nets. That's just my opinion. I know they got Tobias Harris. You seven, think he, you, you seven, think Ben Simmons can take away somebody? Do you think he can take away James Harden? Do you think he can really get in James Harden pocket and drop James Harden down? Let's say to sixteen points a game in a series. No. 
No. Okay. We, we have we haven't seen anybody do it. So why would I think well, because Ben Simmons the shots, can do it? The shots disparity. Kevin Durant gonna get twenty to twenty five. You know Kyrie gonna get twenty five shots. James Harden taking the lesser shots out of out of the trio. But it depends. But we've seen him now. He's he's not looking to score. Like last night, he had ball. like he had like sixteen assists. Six. You know what I'm saying? So he he looking to pass the ball. So okay. even if he go down sixteen points, if he got sixteen, but you are giving me 12, 13 assists on top of that, points you know too. Yeah. So that's that's a plus for me. Okay. Okay. Um, and then you go to you go to Milwaukee. I know they got Holiday. I know they got Middleton. Sweet. If Giannis Antetokounmpo <laughs> cannot shoot a mid-range shot, the Milwaukee Bucks are going nowhere. If I was a coach from Milwaukee, I promise you, dog, every time Giannis shoot a three, I would call a timeout and tell him, hey, bro, come sit by me. <laughs> you making 50% of your free throws, but you want to step out and shoot a hezzy three-pointer like you Kevin Durant. <laughs> Until he can make a mid-range jump shot on a consistent basis, dog, I don't see the Bucks going far. We've seen it two, three years in a row. He he, he has to. I don't care. I don't care what how many points he has. He he had forty six against Phoenix a couple of days ago. Lost by ten. He had he had that um, the pull up mid-range shot to win the game. Clanked it badly, badly. So that's why I say deep, and, and those are the only. Three teams out of the East yeah, that yeah. I think can really yeah. play with Brooklyn. I just don't. And, and I'm looking at that seven-foot monster on the other side. I know what he about. I, I know what he, he about. about that. You know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> nobody going to stop him. No. And then you got Harden passing the ball, getting to the free throw line. And then you got Kyrie being Kyrie. So I can, I, I can see the Nets get to the NBA Finals. But like my dog Uncle Shea say, <laughs> Lakers and five. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I sometimes, man, I, I look at that that Nets team, and, and you're right, man. Durant, man, is 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 unstoppable. He's un, he's unguardable. Like he is looking very good in his return off that Achilles injury. But I have concerns about Kyrie Irving. I have concerns about him because Kyrie Irving is not going to take a back seat to neither one of these guys. He's not even going to take a back seat to Durant. He definitely not going to take one of James Harden. Why? Kyrie Irving is a champion, and we know he had that moment down 3-1, the big shot to help get the, Cav- the Cavaliers win that title. So he's carrying that with him. That's on his shoulder every single day he walks into that Brooklyn Nets locker room. And defensively, he's a liability. Defensively, James Harden is a liability. Kevin Durant's the best defensive player out of all three of them. Why? Because he has length and he challenges shots that go to the basket. We see it time in and time out, but collectively, their defense is god awful. Now, they're going to play up against the better teams in the regular season. But we all know when the playoffs come, you have to see this same team the day after, the day after, the day after. So it's only so many things you're going to be able to do because the one thing I love about the NBA playoffs, the best team always wins. That You rarely see a moment when the best team don't win the NBA championship. I can't remember. I can't remember a year we haven't seen the best team win a title. If, if, if it is, y'all remind me because I, I really can't think of a team right now. 2004. Pistons, Pistons and oh, Lakers 2004, my, my boy. <laughs> Tayshaun Prince. Oh, my God. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Ooh. <laughs> I'm done. Go ahead. Well, my heart just started racing fast. So you said 2004, but I tried. I thought I buried that in my memory bank, boy. Ooh, I'm not back on track. But can the Nets get to the finals? Should they get to the finals? Yes. They should, but I'm going to relax with the 76ers. I think they're the one team that can push them to the brink and beat them in a seven-game series because of defensive purposes. Defensive. If Tobias Harris keeps averaging the nine, he's averaging 19 right now. And if Ben Simmons can get to 15, 15, 19, and then Ben giving you 30, that's just from the starters. They got a decent bench. Because, you know, they ain't gave them nothing in the trade. Now, they can get Bradley Bill. If they can get Bradley Bill out there with them, then I think they can beat the Nets with Bradley Bill. I think so. But he ain't there yet. He with the putrid, disgusting, and the ridiculous <laughs> watching the Wizards. But overall, you got to go with the Nets to make it to the finals. And, of course, you know, they lose to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Lakers in five. <laughs> but it's really interesting it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because we haven't seen three players one-on-one players the probably the three greatest one-on-one players maybe in the history of basketball it depends who you're talking to but it's going to be interesting to see how they able to gel together because Kyrie Irving came out and told the media Steve Nash didn't tell the media this other day he said I came out and said yeah James Harden you're the point guard now I'm the shooting guard <laughs> That that's the kind of stuff right there that when you in film session and you in team meetings, Steve Nash got to be looking at him like, dog, what, what's up with this dude? But we're going to see. Very talented team. Very fun to watch. I mean, they obliterated the Warriors last night. Them boys is out there dancing and having their way last night against the Warriors. And, and I, you know, and, and, and the one, this is the game that made me think about the Nets. Okay, they can really, really even get to the finals and possibly even win the finals. Is that Clippers game. That game was real. That game for like a playoff game in Brooklyn. You got two of the top 10 players across for them with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard over there. And the Clippers are playing well. They only have seven losses this year. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the very elite teams. And we got late in our fourth quarter. And the Nets was just like, let's get them out of here. You got Harden, Durant, and Irvin. Harden, Durant, and Irvin. It's like, you, what you going to do? But can they keep it up in the playoffs? We'll find out. All right, man, smooth. Let's talk about the MVP so far. So far, who do you think? Give me your top three. Give me your top three players in the National <laughs> Basketball Association who are MVP worthy, and tell me why. Um, Right now, I, I would go LeBron James. Just, you know, what he's doing for the Lakers. You said he got the third best record in the league, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, averaging 25, 8, and 8. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking like LeBron from 10 years ago, man. It's just, it's just, it's just been phenomenal to watch. So I, I will put him at one. Um, two, I would go Joel Embiid. Um, I think they first or second in the East. Um, what Embiid is looking like right now is what I think Anthony Davis is, is what I thought Anthony Davis would be looking like this year. Just domination. Like Doc Rivers has, you know, gone to field and just said, Hey, look, man, you cannot be stopped. I need you on the block. And that's what he's been doing. Um, at a, mm. at a remarkable level, man. Um, and then three, I would, I would go Joker. Joker, he um he's had a couple forty point games. I think he had a fifty point game last week too. He did. You know, like you said, averaging you know six assists a game. Um, Denver isn't where I thought they would be this season. I think hmm. Jamal Murray is kind of that's kind of taking a step back, bro. I don't I don't yes. know I don't know if it's you know the bubble element where he was able to kind of you know be take, loose. take his game to that next yeah. level. Be loose. Um, 
But this isn't the same Jamal Murray that we saw in the bubble. Um, but for Joker to still be able to, you know, hold a team, you know, um, uh, I think they're like fourth in the West. Some, something <laughs> no, like they're seventh no, in the they're West, at 14th and 11th. Well, okay, yeah. well, that's all Joker then, because Murray ain't helping at all. He not. He not Maybe Murray will go on there be fourth in the West. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would go LeBron, Embiid, and then, um, and then Joker for my MVP. Yeah, I'm with you. Same thing for me. Uh, same thing for me, LeBron, Embiid, and Joker. And it depends on what day of the week it is. It might be Embiid in front of LeBron, because when you watch Embiid this year, he looked different, bro. Like, he's taking command of his ability. I think he did a lot of crying his first few years in the league. And, of course, you don't have the right coaching and leadership, you know, building you up. And we got a guy like Doc Rivers who coming in with a championship ring and who's been on prominent teams for basically the whole time he's been coaching, even back in his Orlando days. Like, he commands that respect. And you're going to listen to a championship coach. So, Embiid is just running the tear. But, look, LeBron, Raymond James, son of Gloria James, who celebrated birthday last week. Shout out Gloria James. Um, LeBron is just remarkable. He's just remarkable on all fronts. Remarkable what he's doing. So I'm not going to fill up the LeBron James uh, car right now. You know what I'm saying? I want to just ask my man Smooth who he got going right now. All right, so let's talk about a couple players, man. Let's get your thoughts on a couple players uh, that's in the National Basketball Association. Let's start with LaMelo Ball. Mm. Let's start with LaMelo Ball, man. Uh, In my opinion, should be rookie of the year. I called him out to be rookie of the year to start the season. Just move. What are your thoughts on Lamelo, and what do you see when you see his game? What do you see when you watch Lamelo Ball? I like Lamelo Ball, man. He, you know, nice, nice young player. You know, he. When you look at him, when you watch him play, you could tell he ain't he ain't scared of it. Mm-mm. He about that life. He been playing with grown men the past what four years of his life. Yeah. So you know, he not he not scared of anything that the NBA has for him. Mm-hmm. Um, what I what do I see? I kind of see a young me. <laughs> um, when, when, when I look at when I, when I look at Lamelo, um, he doesn't have my shooting prowess, but but the way he the way he handles the ball, um, the way he commands the team, um, okay. you know that's something that you know I was kind of known for back in my back okay. in my glory days. So um, yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You see. The mellow ball mm-hmm. as a young smooth, a young smooth dog. Okay. Young, okay, again doesn't doesn't have the game that I possessed at, at that age, <laughs> but you know I kind of got sidetracked. Gotcha. You, you know the drug, the you. money, the, the, the fast life, bro. The fast life. You know the women. You understand me, but. But but I, I do like what I'm saying for Lamelo. Like you said, probably be the rookie of the year. Yeah, and, and he should be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out LaMelo Ball. Y'all know how I feel about the young man. Y'all know I love him. I think he's a potential superstar down the line in this league. And like Smooth said, this man is not afraid. Have you been watching these Hornets games? The game's slowing down. He's starting to adjust to the NBA game. And we're not even halfway through this season. He leads all rookies in every major statistical category. Mm. All of them. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. And you know who did that last year? John Morant. Mm-hmm. And he was your rookie of the year. Shout out to Melo Ball. All right, man, I got some disappointment, man. I got the most disappointment player um, in the National Basketball Association before the last week. And his name is Luka Doncic in the Dallas Mavericks as a whole. So, Smooth, let's talk about it, man. Luka Doncic. Last mm-hmm. year, phenomenal run. Great season for the Mavs. Finished top five. Um, in the no, there were number six in the Western Conference, I believe, uh, to finish the season. 
went to war with the Los Angeles Clippers. Just a breakout year for Doncic. But right now, the Dallas Mavericks are absolutely disgusting. And they're actually on TV right now getting ready to face the Portland Trailblazers on ESPN. But the Mavericks are sitting at the ninth spot in the Western Conference. Luka has come alive the last week or so. But just overall, is he a disappointment this year? He he has been to me. Um, you know, going into that, this is his third year or fourth year? I third. Third year. So, yeah, that third year, especially with what they did to the Clippers in the bubble, yeah, you you expect Luca to come back strong, um, and I don't think he, I don't think he's added anything to his game. Mm-hmm. I think that's 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 what he's missing. So mm-hmm. he he's averaging the same numbers, I think, um, but he's not shooting a better percentage. Um, he's he's another one that shoots too many threes, in my opinion. Yeah, he shoot like seven or eight a game, but you only making two. Two, you know what I'm saying? Like you need to try to you know uh, mix up your game just a bit. Um, and I know they lost Seth Curry. Um, Porzingis was hurt at the start of the season. And, um, you know, this isn't the same Porzingis that we saw at the Knicks, bro. You know, at, at the Knicks, he was, a, he was a beast. He was a monster on the defensive end, on the offensive end. Now, all he want to do is just shoot threes. That's all he do. That's all. Anytime he put the ball on the floor, he going to take two dribbles and he going to pull up. Um, so, I think that kind of hurts the team as well. But, yeah, Luka, he, he came in out of shape to begin with. <laughs> um, you know, look real pudgy, always crying to the referees. Always. And whatnot. So, um, like you said, he's he's starting to come on. I watched the game against the Warriors they had um a couple weeks ago. Um they had a game last week, I forgot who they played, but he but he got off for like another forty, 40. piece, forty piece too. So they starting to come on. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but they should be right at that eighth seed at, at the playoff game. Um but I don't I don't see them doing doing much um this NBA season. Yeah, I don't think they made the playoffs. Mm. I think Luca has a stellar season as the season progresses because he's a great player. But like you said, hasn't added nothing to his game. Now, you can't stop him now. At his size and his skill level, you ain't going to stop him. He going to, at the end of the year, he should average 30. You know what I'm saying? He should average. And then he's good on the assist end, too. And he'll get you rebounds. So his numbers are going to look great. But as far as him progressing uh, as a leader for the Mavs and the Mavs taking a jump as a whole with Luka, it ain't there. They digressed. Rick Carlisle is a very good coach, NBA champion. He's a very good coach. But if you look at that team around him, Porzingis, is dead weight right now. He adds what to the Mavs? I don't know. He ain't literally a spot-up shooter who's taking up offensive possessions trying to put the ball on the ground and do something. <laughs> it's really sad what he's turned into. I don't know if he has a fear of injury. And you know what they say when you're a professional athlete? Man, once you get hurt enough, your mental psyche is totally different. And I think that's what we've seen with Porzingis. But I think Luka Doncic is coming along. But he, him and the Mavs are the most disappointment in the NBA right now. They had that Christmas Day spot against the Lakers and got embarrassed. And then it's like they went downhill even from that. So, yeah, I mean, love to watch Luka. I love him. But, bro, like, for him to be crowned the next face of the league after LeBron sits down, he could be. But winning, don't see that in his future at all. Mm. At all. All right, man, let's get to some teams, man. Let's get to some teams around the National Basketball Association. Now, Smooth, my sleeper team for the year uh, are the Atlanta Hawks. I called that at the beginning of the season. I think the Hawks will be a lot better uh, this year. I picked the Hawks to make the playoffs this year. Now, they started off pretty good, but they haven't been doing well the last month in the season. Uh, they're on a three-game losing streak. They've fallen from 7th to 10th in the Eastern Conference. Not good at all. 
But what are your who are your surprise teams? What teams are you out there paying a little attention to? Teams on your radar that might make a little noise that most people aren't giving consideration to. Well, before the season started, my sleeper team was Utah. And I trust me, I, this ain't cap. I'll say Utah because okay. even last year, that they were a, a good team. But uh for the bubble, I think your boy got hurt. Um I forgot his name now. But uh, the shooter, the, the shooter, the, the wing player. No, not Ingles. The other one, Bonjanovic. Bon oh, Bonjanovic. Like, yes, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. He key, bro. He broken hoop. And then you add him with Ingles with Conley. You know, Conley on the wing and Mitchell, Mitchell, and um, Gobert down low. I think Utah can make some noise. I know they number one in the West now. People saying, "Oh, it's still early, it's still early," but. We saw what Donovan Mitchell can do in the bubble last year. Yes, we did. We saw what he can do, though. So I, I think Utah can push some teams. They can push the Lakers. They can push the Clippers. Watch out for Utah Jazz, dog. You think they're a viable threat to win the West? To win it. They can push some teams. I can see them pushing. I can see them getting to the Western Conference Finals and pushing the Lakers. Can they beat the Clippers in the seven games? Can they beat the Clippers in the NBA playoffs? I think they could beat the Clippers. You think they can beat them? Yes, okay. I really do. Just because if if they play right, who's going to – and not that he's a big, you know, going to average 30, but Rudy Gobert can command – He's a force. He can command the paint on both sides. He's you know a what force. I mean? On, on both ends of the floor. He's a force. So when I look at the Clippers, I don't see nobody other than um the guy they got for the Lakers. I always – I'm so bad with names. Montrezero? No, boy. The, the, Clippers? <laughs> the, the uh, He was with the Lakers, and they traded him to the Clippers last year. Oh, Zubak. Zubak. Big Zoo. And Big Zoo can't handle Rudy no. Gobert. Rudy Gobert should eat all day against the Clippers. Okay. Um, so I, I think Utah can make some noise. This season, they've been kind of there, you know, the last couple of years, you mm. know. But I think this is their year to kind of make some noise. They've been on fire. 22-5, and five, best record in the NBA. Have a one-game lead overall over the Lakers. So, excuse me, the Lakers have the second best record in the National Basketball Association. Correction from third best record earlier. But I've been watching the Jazz. I've been watching him. Donovan Mitchell is taking a step up in his game, and we saw that in the bubble. But he's carrying it over into this season. And with Bonjanovic and Ingles setting up, these are the – Bonjanovic and Ingles are top five in three-point percentage in the National Basketball Association on one team. Now that's where they're going to give the Lakers, the Clippers, and anybody else problems. Because when Rudy Gobert is running the floor, and he does it well, mm-hmm. he can run the floor. Donovan Mitchell, creator on the block, and he's a underrated passer. He is a underrated. When I see Donovan Mitchell, like he be looking like Dwayne Wade out there sometimes. Because mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade was an underrated passer. But when Bajanovic's catching that thing and letting <laughs> it go, and Ingles catching that thing and letting it go, and then you got a floor general too, because if it get down to it, Mike Conner can run that. He can settle everything down, and I've seen him get people in position to get the right play. Now, Conley ain't going to beat you himself, but he's smart. If you got IQ from your point guard, man, you're in great position. Do I fear the Utah Jazz in the playoff series? I don't. Mm-hmm. Lakers in five. Mm. <laughs> but for everybody else, the Utah Jazz could be in the Western Conference Finals this year facing Los Angeles Lakers. And I think if you're a team like the Clippers, I think if you're a team like the Phoenix Suns, and I picked the Phoenix Suns to make the West Final this year. I picked them to make the West Final this year because they got all the ingredients with a deep team, youth, Devin Booker's taking a step up, and the big man, De- uh, DeAndre Ayton, bro, he going to be an all-star this year in the West. 
But he ain't had enough experience to know what it's like to be a dog out here. And that's what's going to get them out of here. Mm-hmm. But now I got to really look at putting the Utah Jazz in front of them. Mm-hmm. I got to think, I got to put them in front of them because they look like the better team. So I'm with you on that, man. Even though, you know, you said you called at the beginning of the year, we got to check some text messages. Dang. We got to go check some receipts and really check the phone <laughs> records. Right on, to right see, on. <laughs> to see where you was at right there because that's a, that's, that, that's a hell of a call there uh, if you call mm-hmm. that one, okay? Um. All right, let's see, let's see. We got some more NBA for Smooth to get him caught up on. So let's ask you a couple preseason questions, man, that we didn't get a chance to ask you. Um. Who gets to the NBA Finals this year? Who gets to the Finals? Who gets to the Finals Who's this get, year? Who gets to the Finals this year? Um, I think it it should be the Nets and the Lakers. And okay. I think for every NBA fan, that's what you want to see. Absolutely. You know, you want to see office. you want to see five of the you know top ten players in the league or whatever it is, um, you know, compete for a title. Um, in the West, I don't see anybody. I just really don't see anybody beating the Lakers. Not the way LeBron is playing. Um, not the way that the Lakers. Are playing defensively, um, you know they have that championship experience. They know what it is um, to go through that grind, so to speak. So I don't see anybody out uh, out west beating the Lakers. And like I said, the Nets, I just see them getting that by default. I don't, I don't believe in anybody else okay. in the East. So I think that'll be our our finals matchup. Okay, I, I'm with it. I'm with it, bro. Nets and Lakers. Um, give me your MVP. Who wins the MVP this season? Who wins it? Who wins it? Yes, sir. Um. I think it'll be LeBron James. He, um, we saw him last year, kind of ramp it up. You know, right there before, um, yeah. right there before All Star Game, and yeah. you know, right when COVID hit, he was kind of getting into that peak form. Was, um, and you know, some people believe that he still should have won it last year. Um, so I think he he's kind of still mad about that. So I, I think LeBron will kind of play his game all season, seventy two games, and he should win the MVP right now, averaging twenty five, eight, and eight. Um, that. Probably will go up sometime yeah. during the season. You know what I'm saying? As he as he goes into that second gear, right? Um, and if the Lakers, you know, stay first or second um, mm. with the best record in the league, he should he should get the award. Okay, okay. All right. Last but not least in our NBA coverage, and I've been holding this one, man, because we already know. You know, you are a Los Angeles Lakers fan. Purple and gold. I understand that. I've mm-hmm. known you for quite some time, and I can vouch for you on that. But one thing that I cannot vouch for you for, and I want to get your opinion on, is your so-called other team out there who you have an allegiance to. And that team is the Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. right now. And you mm-hmm. claim that you have been running with the Warriors since the TMC days. Since the late 80s, my boy. Go ahead. You claim that you have been in the fire with the Golden State organization. At this very moment, moment the Warriors are 14 and 13. They are the eighth seed in the Western Conference. So let's have a little dialogue here. I got a couple questions for you about the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Number one, let's go ahead and talk about Steph Curry, Wardell. Now, I was accused of banter that I was dissing Steph Curry and I said that he couldn't play no more. That is false. I never, ever said that. Cedric Farr has been pushing the narrative out there in the media that I have been dissing Steph Curry. All I said was, how come Steph Curry get a pass that LeBron James didn't get when he was in Cleveland? Why? 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 That's all I ask. So now back to you with Wardell. Mm. Is he 
in the MVP conversation? Is he in MVP form due to what he is working with in Golden State? I think he's in MVP form, but he's not in MVP consideration because that's just a 500 ball club mm. um, in in San Francisco. Mm. Um, and I said it. I think I texted you before the season. Uh, when the trade happened, Kelly Oubre can go, my boy. You did say that? He can go. He, he doesn't. Why? He doesn't fit the warrior brand of ball in at least oh, in that st- the warrior brand. Trust me, boy. I've been I've been rocking for for twenty years. I, I know what the brand's about. Just just sit back and listen. He doesn't fit what we are trying to do. Now, if he wants to come off the bench and you know be that you know be that good role player, you know to kind of get the team going, that rah 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 guy, cool. But he averaged nineteen last year in Phoenix. Okay, yeah, it's Phoenix, Ooh. and he played a whole different. Style of ball, mm. he cannot bring that style to Golden State. So I, I, I think they need to look at packaging him with somebody else. And hey, Wizards, what's up with Bradley Bill? Now I know he said he don't want to go nowhere or whatever, but you can't tell me, um, if the Warriors can get rid of Ubre and whoever else, and when Clay come back, or, or even this year, we we seen what Steph is doing. So you you got Steph. You got Bradley Beal. Wig, I think Wiggins is better suited in that third slot. He he's been playing great ball. He you know is. what I'm saying? He, he's, he was a number one pick, so you know we thought no he was going to be this. He's not that. Now he's playing free. No pressure. I like him with that, you know, with I the Warriors, you. with Draymond and, and all that. So if they can get somebody else for Oubre that fits. I know they were talking about uh, Lonzo Ball and J.J. Redick. I like that. They fit what the Warriors are doing. I know Ubre had that one game and Koppel texted me and oh. said, Oh, you see, yeah, you see? He texted me, Oh, you see Uber? Man, that was one game. Get him out of town so we can get back to where we should be wow. as an organization. Wow. Steve Kerr, Bob Myers, uh uh Steph Curry, do do what y'all got to do. And I'm mad that Clay got hurt, dog. Yeah, yeah. I really yeah. am, because I think had Clay been healthy and this Steph Curry. They would have been, they would have been something to deal with, bro. Okay, like, okay. like Black say, them light skinned brothers, <laughs> they, they, they would have been something to deal with, my boy. Um, but yeah, Steph is playing at an MVP level, man. But just because the team is just mediocre, I don't see him getting any, any, any type of MVP consideration. Well, very honest of you. Very honest. Uh, you, you say you've been twenty years. Nineteen eighty eight. Oh, you have so a year for us. Oh, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right around that range, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah? Yeah, 20, 25, you know, almost 25 uh-huh. years, my boy. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. Rocking. Rocking, riding. Okay. You feel me? Well, a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to kind of, I guess, straighten me out. Um, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up. A couple of weeks ago on a past episode, I talked about could Steve Kerr really coach? Uh, I talked about uh, Steve Kerr out there doing uh, 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 his team a good service and actually knowing what he's doing out there, uh, coaching the Golden State Warriors. And, um, you know, you you kind of hit my phone uh, after you heard that message. And verbatim, the words uh, came out of your mouth. And you was like, bruh, mm-hmm. I got some things to say. That's exactly <laughs> what you said. I need to be on the sports this soon. So I'm going to stick to my comments because I don't know if he can coach. I don't know. Am I saying that because Kevin Durant's not? No, no, I'm not saying that because KD not there. I'm not even saying that because of what happened last year. I'm not saying that. Look at the run the Warriors went on, bro. They deserved a bad year. Everybody regroup and get refreshed, blah, blah, blah. 
But I'm looking at this team. I want to name a couple teams, okay? And I want to I want to know if the Warriors are that much worse than these teams that are in front of them, okay? The San Antonio Spurs. When you look at their roster compared to the Golden State Warriors roster, is it that much of a difference to you? Would you say the key players on those teams, the better players are the Warriors? The Warriors have the better players than the Spurs? The, key, the key players, the Curry and yeah, Draymond. Yeah, yeah, of course. They're better, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But just because you have better players don't mean you're a better team. The, the, the Spurs play a different style of basketball than the Warriors do. The Warriors right now are all dependent on one player. As we've seen, you know, last okay. year when Clay got hurt and all that. So if you do the boxing one on Steph, and like I said, you got Oubre shooting 10 threes a game and making one, <laughs> what's going to happen? <laughs> okay. Well, the Spurs are sitting at uh, the fifth spot in the Western Conference right now. Mm-hmm. Now, these are two teams who I think are pretty even matched. When you look at them, I, actually, I watched them last Thursday play in San Antonio. That's the game I think Kelly Oubre scored like 40 or something like that on the Spurs. And I said, wow, are the Spurs that much better? Or is the coaching from Greg Popovich and his elite staff the reason why this team is producing the way that they are? But Steve Kerr and his staff, because if I see Mike Brown on TV one more time, why is he there? <laughs> why is Mike Brown regarding? And I know no diss to you, Mike Brown, but I'm just saying, bro. Steve Kerr should have this team in a better spot. They got some youth. They got Weissman, who's playing really well and for his rookie season. You got Steph. You got Draymond. You got leadership and pedigree there. You have pieces there that should allow the Golden State Warriors to at least be the sixth seed in the Western Conference right now. But Steve Kerr can't coach. Mm. He is a... He is a... Just a watchman. Right now. I don't really think he can coach. Mm. <laughs> so, 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 outside of Steph Curry, okay, who on the Warriors can you give the ball to and say, go make a play? Go make a play? Go make a play. Draymond. You say go make a play. Go, you you go, ain't saying you ain't. Oh, okay. Go, okay, I take, okay. go give me a bucket because Draymond probably averaging six points this season. He's not averaging six points. How much he averaging? He's Seven? averaging. He's averaging 14 points this year. You's a lie. I, 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 you, I don't believe that. I, I, there's no way. And Draymond, I ain't even seen him score double figures all year. Oh, so how he see. averaging 14? I'm about to tell you right now. But again, like I say, who else on the team is going to score, bro? So for you to put that on Steve Kerr as the he can coach. Wiggins? What? What you mean? Pascal? <laughs> Damian Lee, right? That's who. Kenneth Bazemore. That's what we talk about. Come on, star, bro. So, but but my point is, why do you say Steve Kerr can't coach? Is this because he doesn't have the talent that he had before when he was winning championships? No, I'm saying it because he's not getting the best out of his team. That what his team has to offer. I think he is. Like you said, this is a young team. Um, outside of Steph and Draymond, nobody's ever won anything. So Draymond's they, averaging eight points this year. Okay, my bad. I said six. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's but but that's my point. He doesn't he doesn't have so me, to me. He's doing a great job coaching, trying to get these young boys to understand this is what I need from you. And again, it's still early in the season. Um, but like I said, I just I just don't think we we have enough to get to where we should be as an organization. <laughs> um, so I, so so I'll continue to. 
you know, send out my emails to Bob Myers and, uh-huh. you know, you know um, the owner, uh, Jacob Aleka, whatever his name is, about what I think we need to do um, moving forward. I just wanted to... I'm, I'm waiting for Steve Kerr to show a little something. Because he was gifted a very well-oiled machine when he took the job over. And that was his choice. He They, they fired Mark Jackson for whatever reason. That job was available, and of course, if you're a, if you're a coach looking to get in, of course you take that job. That's no fault to Steve Kerr. They went in and they won a championship. Great. They got Kevin Durant, won two more championships. Great. Seventy three and nineteen. You lost to LeBron James, down three one. Not great. If you're coaching up three one. You win that series. I've never let Steve Kerr off the hook for that because that never gets talked about. That's what we're not going to do. It just never gets talked about. We're not going to sit up and bash Stephen Kerr (laughs) for that failure. Okay. Because you know who you know who failed that series. Who's that? If you want to talk about it, let's talk about who it. Who that? Give me the Undertaker drop, my boy. Because we, because I've been holding this in. We can talk about it. <laughs> you know who failed us that series? Who that, bro? Stephen Wardell Ooh. Curry. That's who failed us that Don't series. That. No, no, I'm a, I'm being real about it. I love Steph. Greatest shooter I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Stephen Curry is not clutch. I said it. I mean it. Name me a time when Steph Curry has stepped up in the biggest moments when you need him. Up 3-1, you got to bring that home. You have to. And he had, I forgot forgot how many, I think he had more, more turnovers than assists that series or something like that that they keep bringing up. He tried the behind-the-back pass to Clay that went out of bounds. They down, I forgot what they was down, three. He trying to force a three on Kevin Love in that game seven. Bruh, it's a minute left on the clock, dog. Go to the basket. Try to make a shot. If you get fouled, great. If not, come back down, play defense, and let's go back down and try to tie the game. We don't need you forcing shots. Mm. And that's what happened that series. And while I'm on Stephen Curry. Mm. Stephen Curry, in my this is just my opinion. I love him. He can't lead a team by himself. We we've seen it. We saw it last year in the fight. Not last year, the year before, mm. when when Durant got hurt. Unbelievable. When Clay got hurt, Clay goes down in a game six. Unbelievable. Last game at Oracle, the man tears ACL. Unbelievable. Go shoot free throws. Get your 30 through three quarters, dog. Steph, bro, we just need you to bring this game home for us. Unbelievable. That's all two-time MVP. We need, we, need you, we need you just this game. Just give us the best 12 minutes you got. Unbelievable. What happened? 56 points is what happened. What happened? And, and to me, you need – he had to win that game. Because if you go back to Toronto for a game seven, them boys have never been there before. Kawhi Leonard ain't never been there before. He barely got there with Philly making a shot that bounced off the rim a hundred times. We ain't gonna say that. I, no, no, no. But but I'm but what I'm saying is uh-huh. I trust that Warriors team more than I trust that Raptors team. Without Durant and Clay, you trusted them to go win a title in a game seven in Toronto. Yes. Okay. Or at least get me there, Stefan. That's my point. Oh my get God. get me to that level. 
Because I think had they got there, and let's just say they win it. Okay. Steph Curry is your MVP. We can make an argument Steph Curry is the top 10 greatest of all time. Okay. At that point. Okay. But he didn't do that. And I'm not knocking him because he didn't do it, but I'm knocking it because I haven't seen him do anything of that nature in the past. When you think about the Warriors championships, the three, the first one, what you think about? I think about Steph. You think about Eagle Dollar coming I in. I don't really. And holding LeBron to 38, 16, really. and 18. Oh. That's what you think about. Be, be honest with yourself. Oh, okay. You think about that. Okay. The second championship, you think about Kevin Durant coming down in that game three sure. with a pull-up Big over shot. LeBron. Yeah. The third championship, you think about Kevin Durant yeah. shooting from that logo shot over J.R. So, not that Steph didn't play well, but he's never had those moments to make you say, man, that's that's what I'm doing. Ah. Mm. Ah. He gave you fit. He gave you fifty in a closeout game against the Raptors. What in game Raptors? six? He, what gave, game? he gave you forty-seven. What game six? Against the Raptors when the, the Raptors won the championship, he gave you forty-seven. That game that Clay got hurt? No, the next game they won the championship. The next game, Clay got hurt. Game five. He didn't have no forty-seven that game. Yes, he did. I don't remember. You got to you got to okay, show me that one. But even up. if he did, did they did they win the chip? They lost. Okay, then they lost. That's that's my point. Okay. Don't give me those numbers. Hey, hey. I, I I need to see you produce, dog. I mean, you seeing here? No, dis- I'm 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 just talking as a disgruntled Warriors fan. It hurts me to my heart that we don't talk about this. And I think if we talked about it more, we would put the onus on Steph, and he would have to produce. But because he's the babyface assassin, and he does this, and we love Aisha, and we love Riley, Ooh. and we love Little Cannon, and just all this stuff. Brought the kids in the boy. <laughs> we, not, we don't talk about it. But I just had to get that off, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Well, first of all, I think it's absolutely disgraceful that you just sat up here and ran through the name of Steph Curry the way that you did. You are a representative, quote unquote, so called, of the Warriors organization, and you go through the organization's best player in their franchise history like, like you just did. We seen what happened against the Raptors. Steph Curry would have no chance of winning that team to a title. You know that. That Raptors team is a good team. That was a good team, man. When you lost Durant, when you lost Clay, that series was over. Them boys ain't had no chance to win that championship. You know that. And when Steph dropped 47 in that closeout game... Go look yeah, at it. Show me that. Go look at it. When Steph did what he did, they, he needed a game to try to get the games. They weren't able to do that. They just wasn't able to do it, man, because they just didn't have what they needed to go up against that Raptors team. They just ain't have it. And I'm disgusted at you. You sit up here and ridicule and stain the name of Steph Curry. And if they just so happen to hear this, I just like to apologize on behalf of the sports. That these are the views of Smooth. These are not the views of Desiree Alex Jr. or Black when it comes to Stephen Wardell Curry. Okay? <laughs> what you got? Let me, let, me, let me just say, I'm not ridiculing Steph. You know me. I'm going to keep it real. I'm probably yeah. the realest person you know. You know, let, let's, just, let's just say that. I'm going to keep it 100. Okay. Whether I love you or not. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the stats. Go and I don't know if this is wrong or not. But this is showing me... Steph Curry had 21 points. That must have been the game before that then. He had 47 in game three. Okay, five, But right? the closeout game, game, I think it was game three, whatever. But game six, when they needed him, 
He had 21. Oh, okay. I, I could be wrong, but again, that's just. No, no, no. You're that, probably right. That, I, I remember he had a four to seven point game in there somewhere. When they when they needed him. When they needed him, they was down in the series. When they needed him, he would deliver that. He delivered that. But I'm glad you was able to get it off your chest about Wardell. Yeah, that's that's been building up for a long time, man. So okay. I appreciate you for giving your boy that platform. Absolutely. You that hey, anytime. This is why we have this show, you know, for you to come in here and do your thing. All right, man. So anything else with the National Basketball Association, man? Anything in NBA we may not have covered? Anything you might have on your mind? Just whatever, man, pertaining yeah. to this year in the NBA. What you got? I got one more thing to get off real quick. Okay. This all-star foolishness. Mm. I don't understand it. Mm. Um, you know, we talk about the COVID protocol yeah. and all this other stuff. And, you know, I, I think they're saying they're going to fly the players in on Saturday. Yeah. Fly them in on Saturday, mm-hmm. play the game on Sunday, then fly them out Sunday night. And it's mm-hmm. like, why? Like, why? the All-Star, to me, the All-Star game is about the festivities. It's yes. about the fans. Yes. And they're talking about still having the competitions and at having, having, a, having a slam dunk contest yeah. at halftime. And it's, it's not it's it's not going to be the same, dog. It's it's for the fans. The players get up for that, yes. you know, as a, as, as a hooper myself, you know. Um, you know, let's just call it what it is. I've bust D plenty of times, one on one at the court. Lord you know what I'm saying? Mercy. But it's 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 Lord. it's a different feel. Like I I shoot my step back three with more confidence when we got spectators watching me drop them off. So it's 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 it's, it's not gonna have that same feeling. You understand what I'm saying? If if, if you don't have fans there, uh, so I, I I don't get it. And you know, it's it's a money grab. For sure, I understand it. For but, sure, you know, I, I just, I just don't agree with it. I, I wish they wouldn't do it, but it looks like they are gonna do it. Yeah. Um, I may watch, I may not watch because you know, like LeBron already said, my heart not gonna be in it. I'm not gonna have no energy. Y'all promised me these five days off for my family, or you know, whatever the case is, and now y'all telling me I got to show up and play. Yeah. Um, so I don't think a lot of the players are gonna, you know, have their all into the game. So I just think it's a bad look for the league, man. I agree. I agree. We spoke on this last week. It's like Adam Silver has been doing a fantastic job with being a commissioner of the NBA ever since he took the job. And this would be the first black eye on his resume. Just because Atlanta is wide open and COVID cases are through the roof in Atlanta, you're gonna send the best basketball players in the world to go down there to play a scrimmage game. That don't matter. People's lives on the line. These players don't see their families because they have to go through this COVID protocol. Your best players have spoken out. Kawhi, Giannis don't talk about nothing but basketball. So for him to come out and say, hey, I'm riding with the big dog to my AKA LeBron. And and Kawhi come out and say, like, this is ridiculous. Like, come on, Adam Silver. Like, for what? And I know the NBA trying to make up money from last season. They lost a lot of money last year. But... As a basketball fan, will I watch? Will I watch it? They put it together. Yes, I, I I'd watch it, but I'm not gonna have the feeling like Smooth said. All Star Weekend is something to look forward to. That Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, bro. Like I love football and I love the Super Bowl. I love the national championship game, but they don't compare. They don't compare to NBA All Star Weekend. You got the best of the best at their skills displaying it for the world to see. And it's the greatest pickup game in basketball history when we get that all-star. So I'm with you. I hope, I hope that they don't do this. But like you said, it seems like they are dug in and they're supposed to vote on it this Thursday. Mm-hmm. This Thursday, we're supposed to hear if we're going to get that all-star game in Atlanta out of all places. Because you know some of them youthful NBA boys, 
When they get down to Atlanta, I don't care if they get there Saturday morning or Saturday night. I don't care if they get there Sunday morning before tip off. <laughs> they gonna be somewhere they shouldn't be, and now you're gonna have a problem. Mm-hmm. And who is to blame for that? It'll be the NBA and their leadership making these moves. All right, man. So that's gonna wrap up the National Basketball Association. You know, we definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate our NBA correspondent back in the building. You'll be hearing more from Smooth. We'll get him in studio. We'll get him on the line. Talk about this NBA now that football is over. And uh, we just really appreciate my man's coming there, chopping it up. Like I said, he's filling in for Black. Black is expecting the birth of his child. And, uh, you know, we just so, you know, so grateful that we was able to get Smooth over here uh, to chop it up. But I'm going to talk a little MMA, man, that we're going to get out of here. Like I said, it's not going to be your traditional two-hour show. But I do have to get this off my chest uh, when it concerns uh, uh, Kamar Usman and uh, some other fighters. So we're going to run this UFC, man, and then we're going to shut down the show as soon as I can find my UFC drop. And I'm very, very bad about this. Oh, there it is. Let's go. Reduce lunch sports, man. Come on now. All right, let's get into it. So last night was UFC 258, and you had welterweight reigning defending champion Kamal Usman take out his former teammate Gilbert Burns, who had been on an impressive run in the UFC, TKO in the man in the third round. He breaks George St. Pierre's record of all-time wins in the welterweight division. Kamal Usman is 18-1, and reign defending champion, won the pound-for-pound best uh, in the sport. Now, you know, you have some other decent fights. Uh, Alexa Garuso and Macy Barber, Kevin Gassum getting back in the win, taking out Ian Heister. Just a very, very decent card. But I want to say this about Kamal Usman, man, and like I said, we're going to get out of here today. Kamal Usman is better than Khabib Nurmagomedov. Okay, we sit here and talk about Khabib being a top five fighter. He ain't beat nobody. The only person he beat was Conor McGregor. He ain't beat nobody. Look at what Usman's done. He's literally cleared out the welterweight division. They said he wouldn't beat Tyrone Woodley. They said he'd get dominated by Woodley. He destroyed this man, suffocated him, embarrassed this man, and took his championship. Kobe Covington, the bully with no sense at all. Got in there and TKO'd the man, left him laying, broke his jaw. Y'all said Gilbert Burns would take him out. Gilbert Burns knows everything he could do. He TKO'd him in the third round. Jorge Masvidal, on six days' notice, he totally dominated this man. Total domination. He's starting off 17-0 in the UFC. 17-0. Khabib Nagamenov beat Aliquinta for the lightweight championship. He beat a dude who works at a sandwich shop in New Jersey for the lightweight championship. This is egregious. Khabib Nagamenov, I said it before, the man is a good fighter. He's earned the right to be in some type of conversation. But when I look at a guy like Kamar Usman, who got it from the mud, who's considered 
the number two best welterweight of all time. All time. Let's put some respect on this man's name. That was impressive what he did to Gilbert Burns last night. Gilbert Burns is a submission specialist with power in his left and his right hand and will leave you sleep. We've seen it. We've seen what Burns would do. These men were teammates for 10 years. Their children know each other. Their wives know. They know each other. And with all of the inside information that Burns had on Usman, Usman got him out of here and TKO'd this man. Khabib Nagamenov's claim to fame is Conor McGregor. He beat Conor. Conor is a great fighter. Well, he was a great fighter. And that's cool. But we're talking about the best ever. That's, this is another fighter we could put over Khabib. This is another fighter we could put over him. And I'm going to do that. So anybody out there in the MMA world want to talk more about this? Because we've been having our discussions. Kamar Usman is a better fighter of all time. Better fighter than Khabib Nagarmanov. And while I'm at it, we need to get Masvidal. We need to get Usman part two. That first fight was on six days notice. Let's give Usman and Masvidal a full six-week training camp. And let's get these boys in there. I would love to see that done again. Do I think the outcome will be different? No, I don't. And I like Masvidal. This boy is a warrior. He is a rough rider with them hands. You hear me? But when you're dealing with an ox, and if you don't know what an ox is, it's one of the strongest animals walking around on this planet. When you don't have strength to match up with the strength of an ox, you're going to get beat. You're going to get suffocated. And you're going to get dominated. And I'm afraid that's what's going to happen to Jorge Masvidal if they fight again. So I'd be remiss if I didn't speak on uh, Usman's dominance. If I didn't give him his flowers. I didn't acknowledge him in the way that he needs to be acknowledged. This man is one of the greatest ever. He's cleared out his division. Only greats, only goats clean out their division as champions. And Khabib Nagarinov never did that. But Kamar Usman... George St. Pierre, Anderson Silva, John Jones, Amanda Nunez. These people clean out their divisions and they start over again. You got me? So if you want to holler at me about that, let's talk about it. I would love to do so. Love to. All right, man, we're going to get into some other news, man. And we're going to close out the show. Appreciate you guys rocking with us. Episode 102. Let's get into some other news, man. And let's get out of here. All right, what we got? Let's see. All right, we got Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks. My man is a little disgruntled. He's unhappy what's going on in Seattle. My man said he's been hit too much. And guess what? The data backs it up. In the last five years, Russell Wilson has been hit or sacked 364 times, number one in all of the National Football League. Russell says he would love to play till he's 40 years old. Right now, Russell is 34. If he keep getting hit like that, he won't. Do I see Wilson in his career in Seattle? I don't. I'm sure his lovely wife, Sierra, would love to go to a big market to get her career back in action. I could definitely see him in Los Angeles or New York sometime soon. I think the Jets and the Giants might need quarterbacks. All right, the Pouncy Twins, the Rough Riders, man. The Pouncy Twins are calling it a quits, man. I think that's real dope. The brothers came in together. They leaving together. They made a whole lot of money. Pro Bowl uh, 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 offensive lineman in their time. Um, shout out to the Pouncy Boys, man. I, I really like that, man. You know, coming in with your brother, leaving with your brother, making your money. That's real dope. Let's see. Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier 3 this summer. Let's get it on. McGregor knocked out Poirier a few years back. Poirier knocked out McGregor two weeks ago. Let's get a third fight in there to see uh, what, what goes down there. I'll take McGregor in the rematch. 
Uh, JJ Watt. Hmm. Let's turn this music down a little bit. I ain't want to go here, but I'm gonna have to. JJ Watt. He asked for his release. JJ Watt asked to no longer be a Houston, Texas, and be afforded opportunity to go win somewhere else. And guess what? The McNair family did. They granted that the same hour he asked for it. But I know another player for the Houston Texans who's been lied to, who's not respected in the organization. And we're not going to talk about the racial issues that the McNair family has had over the years. You know, their owner said that the uh, uh, these players run around here, they're prisoners in the asylum. You know, we don't want to mention that. We don't want to mention uh, the good old boy attitude with the Houston, Texas front office. Now, this isn't Dedrick talking. This is reported worldwide. Go look it up. Bleach Report, ESPN to have you covered. Deshaun Watson wants out for a reason. Yeah, I know he signed a big contract last year. I understand that. But a man has the right to choose his path. A man has the right to dictate his career and do what he wants to do. Now, ultimately, it's up to the Houston Texans to do so. And if the Houston Texans are smart and they have anybody in their organization who knows anything, they'll trade Deshaun Watson. You want to know why? Deshaun Watson will provide you a bunch, a bunch of things if he's not on your team anymore. Draft picks, which the Houston Texans don't have any. No first-rounders. Cap space. Houston Texans don't have any cap space. Why? Because Deshaun Watson's going to be eating up that money this year. Youthful players, do the Houston Texans have any? No, they don't. They have nothing. Laughing stock. But I find it funny that J.J. Watt, been with the Texans, what, 10, 11, 12 years, he went in the office and asked for his release, and it was granted. No trade, no nothing. Just let him walk. So Houston Texans, let's give Deshaun Watson that same due. Let's give Deshaun Watson the opportunity to take control of his career. And the reason he wants to do that is because you forced his hand. And I would love to see Deshaun Watson in the San Francisco 49ers uniform, Miami Dolphins uniform, somewhere in that area winning. All right. And last but not least, man, has some controversy here in the city of Jacksonville, Florida. Urban Meyer hired Chris Doyle. Who is Chris Doyle? He used to be a part of the Iowa Hawkeyes, and he was allegedly accused of bullying saying racist remarks to black players for the University of Iowa. Urban Meyer brought him in because he said he had a conversation with him, and he knew Chris Doyle for 20 years. Now, I'm all in on what the Jaguars are doing. I sat there and watched Sunshine on his pro day this past Friday throw that football beautifully. Got me all excited to see what's going to be happening right here in Duval County. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Oh, let's let's be respectful. Cannot wait to see what he does. But Urban Meyer, let's keep it real. You're in the National Football League, sir. Do your research. Be respectful of the process. You can't bring in a guy who's been accused by multiple players and coaches of being a racist. You can't bring in a guy who's been proven to be a bully to female staff personnel. And the players for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Urban Meyer, I do not care if you know this man for 20 years. It doesn't matter. That, that doesn't hold a heel to beans. I'm not here to bash Urban Meyer. But I'm here to I'm here to talk about the Jaguars getting it right. Because somebody got an Urban Meyer ear. Somebody got a Chris Dolan. And Chris Dolan is no longer part of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're trying to build something here in Jacksonville. We don't need that kind of outside disgusting noise a part of this organization. So shout out to whoever got in. Shot Khan and Coach Urban Meyer's ear, and they call Chris Doyle and say, Hey man, about that move to Jacksonville, you can just stay where you at. 
10-4 on whoever made that move. All right, man. So that's going to wrap up the sports desk, man. Smooth. Yo. Glad you was here, man. Appreciate you, appreciate you having me on, bro. I look forward to many more sessions. Yes. Uh, getting in here talking that talk with you. Yes, sir. Most, most. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> We're going to be cranking it up, man. Smooth is very insightful when it comes to basketball. You know, known this man a long time. He's a very good friend of mine. And it, it, it's, 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 it's a fun time. When we do our thing and I just find it so funny all the time and I, I get to do this on a podcast with my friends and we put it out there, man, for y'all to enjoy. So look forward to listening and hearing from Smooth a lot more as this NBA season progresses. And one more time, shout out to Black. Uh, you know, do your thing out there, my boy. Get ready to welcome that new bundle of joy uh, into this world. Uh, but with that being said, um, that's pretty much all we got today. You guys stay safe. Be cool. Uh, this has been episode 102. 102 of the sports desk and if you guys have anything you would like to rebuttal anything smooth said that was erroneous hmm. i don't even know if that's a word it ain't but go ahead anything that smooth said that was despicable because i know i got all my points correct and i know i was on the money so if you want to highlight us man y'all let me know smooth ain't on the socials like that so get at me and i'll let them know i'll let them know you know what y'all talking about out there man so again thank you for all the support thank you for all the love the retweets, the posting of the show. I see it, man. I, we appreciate it. It's very, very dope. Never thought we'd be 100 episodes in doing this show, man. But yet, here we are, man, with the 102nd edition of the Sports Day. So shout out to Reduce Lunch. Shout out to NPN, man. Y'all go check out everything there, man. And thank you for rocking with us. And again, be safe. And we will be seeing y'all in a few days. This reduced lunch sports, no, man. Come on now. No, New no, sports desk. No. New sports desk.